Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, we are Sir Croakington, and we are we are trying to find out what is going on on Sangard Island. And so, to following some vague clues, we've gone to explore the Jagged Hills. Apparently there's a sorcerer there, or sorceress. A broad band of rocky, forested slopes through which you're travelling is known as the Jagged Hills. These hills have long served as a natural boundary between the more wild portions of the Isles of the North and the historically human-controlled region to the south. Time to explore the Jagged Hills. Explore. You've made a special note of this location. Alright, I found the stone hut. I can go back there later. On a border-strewn slope in the northeastern corner of the Dagger Hill, Dagged Hill, Jagged Hills, you make a curious discovery. Set between two massive elbows of rock is a small hut built out of oddly shaped slabs of stone. The hut has no door, but the roof, constructed out of hewn limbs and packed moss, is in good repair, leading you to believe this old dwelling has seen recent use. So, uh, what of speed do we tell me? Successfully used it. Your expert eye tells you of movement within the shadowy hut. You're all but certain someone or something is lurking inside. Alright, let's go in. Enter the hut. Aware of the danger that lurks, it, lurks within, you cautiously step into the stone hut. You've only just crossed the threshold of the cool, cool dwelling. When something streaks out of you, out, out at you, streaks at you out of the shadows to your left, picking a number. Bonus of 68. That's 18 from one on combat, 40 from agility, 10 from luck. Gonna get 75 or more, or something will hit me. Pick now. 78. Success, but only dust. You twist your side, lean back, narrowly dodging the shrieking. The shrieking object, taking a step back to steady yourself. You turn to face your unknown assailant. Standing within arm's reach of you, still clutching the heavy iron rod that could have easily have landed a killing blow, is a wild-eyed, fair-haired young man clad in a ragged grey shirt. The fearful look on his face quickly twists into an exaggerated scowl, as he levels an accusatory finger at you. Do you understand? I cannot go back! You come here in grey folly! You know nothing of this place! The young man's voice rises in pitch as he waves his finger in your face, all the while retaining a tight grip on, his iron, on the iron rod. You discern this man is either extremely distraught or entirely deranged. You also sense he's prepared to attack 
at any moment. Okay, I'm going to try to talk him down. Maybe he can give me some clue what he's talking about? Or at least just leave me be. And I, I can just stay away from there. Attempt to win the confidence of the distraught man. You attempt to assure the young man you mean him no harm. And you do hope him if it's within your power to do so. Picking a number. Bonus of 68. That's 18 from diplomacy, 20 from mind, 20 from spirit, and 10 from luck. What is my diplomacy doing? I could have leveled that up. Oh well. Pick now. 102. Success. 32 experience to general. You manage to win the young man's confidence. You attempt to win the young man's confidence and succeeded. But without warning, he collapses onto the floor in a quivering heap. Sobbing loudly, the young man pulls himself up into a seated position on the floor, cupping his worn face in his shaking hands. He makes no effort to retrieve the iron wad which lies at his side. As he turns to look up at you, you find yourself taken aback by the deep sadness and profound wariness exuded by his mournful gaze. You hope the young man regain his feet, and he is quick to apologise for his actions. He tells you he's prone to fits of the sort you've just witnessed, and his little control of his own actions when in the falls of one. You ask him what he is doing here, and almost immediately he begins to tremble as beads of sweat break out upon his brow. I can scarcely remember anymore, he says, his voice waving uncontrollably. But I know, but no, I've seen nigh on two hundred win winters here, and I fear two hundred more will be my fate. Im immediately realising... The disturbed man has just admitted to a being at least 200 years old. You boldly challenge his assertion, which serves to elicit a swift and angry retort. You know of this? You know nothing of this! The fools have come back! They should have known enough to stay away! It's all doomed to be repeated! Repeated! How can I explain to you that which you have no hope of comprehending? folly. Young man's demeanor suddenly changes from one of anger to one of fear, and begins to tremble as he launches into an incredulous tale. I was here when the last of the great ships sailed for the kingdom, he says, his eyes widening as he pours off his furrowed brow. They abandoned all that we had worked for. It wasn't because the mines had gone dry. Something had been discovered. Something in the depths. Something both wondrous and terrible in the same breath. Still not convinced this man is as old as he claims to be, begin to ask him about what was discovered, and he abruptly shoots out his hands and cuts you off in mid-sentence. A small group of us, eight I think, left the moored ships in the middle of the night and fled into the interior of the island. We were determined to claim the abandoned witches for ourselves and to learn more about what it was that had been discovered in the depths of the isle. For a moment, the, the, the seemingly panic-stricken man is silent, just as you're about to inquire further about his tale. He begins to tremble, continues on with his rapid exposition. We found the cause of the sudden flight, he stands, 
face turning ghostly pale. I've seen the fires, and I alone came through them to return. I have seen the hall of the great smouldering throne, and sat upon the knees of the gods. Do you not see? Do you pretend ignorance? In a moment I knew all there was. The breath of all eternity rushed against my face. The whispers of the immortals slipped into my ears. How can you ever dare to know? How can you ever hope to understand? Realising at once, realising there must be more to this man's tale than immediately obvious, you ask him what he means by the horror of the great smouldering throne. Please begun to shake uncontrollably. It appears unwilling to converse with you further. As he slumps to the floor, visibly shaking, you cover him with a ragged blanket that was heaped behind the door, and then make a quick search of the stone hut. Other than a few thin shavings of raven bone, you find nothing of much interest in the small and inhospitable dwelling. You try once more to get the man to talk, but it doesn't seem to even take notice of you. With that, you decide to leave him in peace, though you vow to return and somehow get to the bottom of bottom of, of that of all that he has alluded to. After taking reasonable measure to make certain he's comfortable, you leave the hut and once again set off on your way. Alright, there's a great smouldering throne somewhere and uh, if you sit on it you see everything all at once that ever was is and would be which obviously would make you cuckoo totally smash your mind up no doubt return to previously discovered location oh yeah well no point we've just been there Exploring the Jagged Hills. You're passing through the region of the Jagged Hills, riddled with thick, with thickly forested hollows, when you suddenly catch sight of something that makes your blood run cold. Moving slowly along the bottom of the small hollow you're skirting, seated atop a massive grey wolf, is a spear-wielding Nanawak warrior. The hideous goblin's head turns slowly from side to side, as if every... As if with every step, the vicious creature is seeking its next prey. You certainly recall the tales of several soldiers and scouts back at the keep, who reported seeing a wolf-riding goblin on several occasions over the last few months. By all accounts, the goblin is a champion warrior, and a merciless slayer of man and beast. While you relieved that the goblin will have difficulty spotting you from your present vantage point, you realise that defeating this cruel creature would be a great victory over the Nanowak. Okay, let's fight it then. With no desire to allow the opportunity to put down this vicious killer of men, you quickly begin to plot how best to engage the fearsome Nanowak warrior. Lots of options here. There's woodsmanship, archery, illusion... Telekinesis, or just move to intercept the goblin warrior in a regular way. Mm, 
woodmanship. It succeeded. 16 XP to woodmanship. Wasting no time, he moved to the narrow mouth of the hollow, for which you expect the goblin rider will ultimately pass. With the speed and skill of an expert woodsman, you quickly construct a well-concealed snare using two lengths of rope and a, and a pair of young spry, whist, young spry, whistic trees lying wait only a few yards from where your clever trap waits his prey. You watch the Nanawook warrior as he cautiously approaches the mouth of the hollow on the back of his fearsome wolf mount. Suddenly, the goblin's eyes spring open wide as the crafty creature spots the snare. But it's too late. Triggered by the careful steps of the massive wolf, both ropes release their pull, causing the two trees to snap forward. Both trees hit their mark, striking the goblin squarely in the chest and topping him in from the back of the wolf. The massive wolf, no longer controlled by its cool rider, turns and lops off to the north, apparently taking no interest in you or the fate of his former master. Good luck, wolf. Good luck. You know, that's just going to eat people, which is no good luck with that. Before the goblin warrior has a chance to recover from the initial attack, you're upon him, determined to quickly gain the upper hand against this fearsome and deadly slayer. It's a Nanoark champion, but he is wounded. And he's going to be a lot more wounded soon. The vicious goblin warrior snarls as he thrusts his bone-tipped spear at you. Devastating blow for 30 damage. Another one, 32 damage. He is good. He's good at this. But not good enough, because he is now slain. Or she. I mean, don't want to presume I wouldn't want to presume it, presume it, presume it's gender now, would I? 70 XP, the goblin warrior scatters fo- staggers forward and slumps to the ground. He flashes about for several seconds before becoming still. The vicious Nanowalk champion, upon whose spear countless souls have met their end, is now gone forever. 128 experience to general. You quickly search the goblin's remains and find his stone-tipped si- stone, stone spear and a carved bone horn. You decide to take both items. Carved bone horn. You found this carved bone horn the corpse of the wolf-riding Nanowak champion who defeated on jagged hills in Sargard Isle. I don't think that's ever actually done anything. But I guess it's just something that could be used at some point. It's just there. And a bone tip spear. It's a weapon. It's a pole arm, as you know, since it's a spear. And its quality is exceptional. Which means it provides four millet weighting. This was the deadly weapon wielded by the wolf riding Nanowak champion you defeated in the jagged hills on Sangard Isle. The weapon is of exceptional quality. Beginning to wonder what became of the goblin's fearsome mount, the large snarling wolf. When you catch sight of something moving on the top of the hills you're white, immediately cast your gaze to the nearby slope. On the spine of the hill, silhouetted against the clouded sky that's been turned a slight amber slight amber by the late afternoon sun, is the large 
wolf that served as a mount for the Nanawak warrior whose end came at your, at your hands. The wolf appears to be watching you, but after only a few moments a silent creature turns and slinks away over the back of the wise and is lost from sight. With the eerie vision of the lone departing wolf still playing in your mind, you quickly set off on your way through the hills. Alright, let's go. This is Exploring the Jagged Hills. Your exploration of the Jagged Hills comes to an abrupt halt when you suddenly find yourself face to face with one of the densons. This rugged reason is a carnage crawler. Snaps its powerful jaws at you and is slain. 5 XP. Gaze down at the remains of your enemy as you pause to wipe the sweat from your brow. Following your victory, you spend a few moments checking over equipment before once again setting off on your way. Keep exploring. The exploration of the jagged hills comes to an abrupt halt when you suddenly find yourself face to face with one of the densons of the working region. Just quick combat this black horn beetle. Another 2xp. You stare down at the remains of your foes as you take a moment to admire your grim handiwork. Following your victory, you spend a few moments checking your equipment before once again setting off on your way. Okay, that's just a regular foe. This is new. While exploring the hills, you happen upon a wounded scout, seated up against a large rock near the base of a steep, treeless slope. The young man is weak, but he manages to tell you that he and his scouting party were ambushed by a large group of Nanowak only a few hours ago. He alone managed to escape the savage attack. My three companions died in the hands of these creatures, he says, painfully drawing his lips into a steer. If I could have avenged us, I would have. You must not. The old man stops in mid-sentence as the sound of footfalls from behind reaches your ears. You spin around to find yourself confronted by a band of at least a dozen Nanowak. The cruel goblins begin slowly advancing upon you. Their weapons poised for battle. Get out of here! This is the scout from clenched teeth. You can do nothing for me! Save yourself! Actually, I can do something for you. I can use restoration. It has to be level 50 plus, but I have that quite easily. Because it's at 66. And that can at least, you know heal you so you can survive long enough for me to defend you use restoration oh it failed no not again not again well that's so uh, you hastily summon your power of restoration but you're unable to effectively heal the scout's wounds with the savage band of Nanowak swiftly closing in, you decide on your next course of action. Well, well, that didn't happen. I'm going to quit without saving. Alright. Alright, and I'm going to pause until we reach something new. It's the Nanowak champion again. Now let's fight it in a different way. Let's use telekinesis. Succeeded. 16 XP to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis and unleash a powerful blast of telekinetic energy 
at the spear-wielding goblin wider, his startled cry echoes off the nearby hills as the unsuspecting creature is struck squarely inside by a well-placed attack and thrown off from the back of his fearsome wolf mount. The massive wolf, no longer controlled by the cruel wider, turns and lops off to the north, apparently taking no interest in you or the fate of his former master. And now I fight it again. It, it's, it's, it's wounded again, thrusts his bone-tipped spear at you, and he didn't get any specials off this time. Hmm. Must have been more wounded. 70 XP. And 120 XP is to general. The two items we described last time. Alright. On the spine of the hill. Situated against a clouded sky. That has been turned to slight amber by the late afternoon sun. Is the large wolf that served as the mouth. From the old guy whose end came at your hand. The wolf appears to be watching you. But after only a few moments, the silent creature turns and slinks away over the back of the wires and is lost from sight. With the eerie vision of the lone departing wolf still playing in your mind, you quickly set off on your way through the hills. Okay, back to pausing. Dust found a new place. I mean, instantly I found a new place. I found the Dusk Dragon Carcass. While exploring a patch of forest on the western edge of the jagged hills, you become a corner. You come upon a curious and haunting sight, in the midst of a wide clearing surrounded on all sides by ancient, towering hardwoods, you discover the massive carcass of a slain dusk dragon. Okay, what, what, what could possibly have killed a dusk dragon? I mean, we know that, I mean, the only thing, you know, I mean, Hawley Jack could have killed a dusk dragon, but... What else? Because I, I do not want to meet something that could slay a dust dragon. You step cautiously into clearing and examine the dragon's remains. And are surprised to discover its skull has been crushed on one side and its torso bears deep gouges that appear to have been inflicted by a large bladed weapon. As you stare down the lifeless majestic creature. You can't, can't hope but wonder what sort of foe would be capable of defeating such a fearsome enemy. You're about to move around and examine the other side of the carcass, with the sound of heavy, approaching footfalls reaches your ears. It seems that someone or something is returning to the site of the kill. Hide and see who or what is returning to the dragon carcass. I could leave, but I'll just be doing the same thing later. Standing behind a small group of trees, just to the south of the dragon carcass, you wait with bated breath to catch sight of who or what is moving towards the clearing. The heavy footfalls grow louder, and suddenly a towering Kultagwaria, clad in furs and hides, stomps into view. The fearsome troll, who is equipped with both a massive axe and an even larger hammer, Stout strides up to the dragon's remains and unceremoniously kicks it with his clawed foot. The troll's face has been painted with streaks of blood. For a moment your eyes devour every horrid inch of the hulking boot. And, and you find yourself able to imagine even the dust dragon being driven to fear at the sight of such a terrifying foe. Suddenly, the troll's nostrils flare and the savage creature snorts loudly. The Kultag warrior spins around and stares in your direction. You've been spotted. Alright, do I fight or what do I? Well, obviously I fight. 
with your heart pounding furiously, you step out into the open and boldly square yourself with the mighty Kultag warrior. The troll, now brandishing both of his massive weapons, one in each hand, stops as it stop roars as it stomps towards you. Your mind races as you prepare to prepare to face the formidable creature, and will undoubtedly be a brutal fight to the death. I've got some options. Archery, gating, illusion, telekinesis, or just hold my ground and face the charging Kulturagwarium. Let's do gating. 16 XP to gating. You summon your power of gating and watch as a swirling black portal opens to your left. You dive into the vortex and emerge only a split second later from the second portal. This one directly behind the bewildered stone warrior. Bewildered troll warrior. The, the savage blow from behind seriously wounds the troll, and he staggers back several yards as he struggles to regain his balance and gather his bearings. Wasting no time, you rush forward to attack your wounded foe. The wounded troll warrior unleashes a fearsome bellow as you close in to attack. Despite the damage he's already suffered at your hands, the troll still possesses the savage, deadly might of his kin and remains a dangerous and unpredictable foe. You steal yourself for a brutal fight to the finish. It's a bellowing Kutuag warrior. The hulking troll warrior strikes out with both of his massive weapons. Okay, and slain. 135 experience. With little more than a painful whimper, the mighty Kulturag warrior slumps to the ground at your feet and expires. You step back from the troll's bloody carcass and admire your grim handiwork, before making a thorough search of your slain foe. While both of the troll's weapons are too bulky and heavy to be of any use to you, especially when I'm back to being a toad, you discover a high pouch tied to the thick length of vine that encircles the dead beast's waist. You open the pouch and surprised to find it contains a small platinum coin. You promptly remove the coin from the pouch and decide to take it with you, a platinum star coin. This small platinum coin is covered with engraved images. One side features seven small engraved stars, while the opposite side bears the intricately engraved image of an island in the midst of a raging sea. Is this island Sanga by any chance? After checking over your equipment, you take one final look at the remains of the troll, for once again setting off to resume your exploration of the hills. Alright, danger fills the jagged hills. Two black horn beetles, just gonna quick combat those, 4xp. Carnage Crawler, quick combat, 5xp, alright, gonna pause for something. Alright, we're back to the surviving scout, now let's use restoration again. It was an 87% chance of success, so it should have worked, but it didn't, because well that's just what happens with random numbers. Call upon your power of restoration, it succeeded, ah good, 8 xp to restoration. Hastily summon your power of restoration and focus it on the wounded scout. Almost immediately, the young man's wounds begin to rapidly heal 
and he staggers to his feet with a stunned look upon his face. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Wasting no time, the scout reaches down and retrieves his sword. The old man gazes nervously in your direction, as if attempting to determine what his next move would be. Since he is willing to fight the goblins if you should choose to engage them. Alright, now, now look, I've got to fight these goblins because as, he, as much as I healed you, you don't have a horse, you're tired, you're exhausted. You're probably hungry. And you're probably still somewhat wounded. And these uh, these Nanowook are in their own element. If I leave you be, you will die. There's no way around it. Hold your ground and engage the Nanowook horde. With the scout fighting at your side, you steady yourself to meet the rapid advance of the vicious Nanowark warriors. In a matter of moments, you find yourself locked into a brutal fight against the first of your savage and merciless foes. It's the Nanowark warrior being again in combat. Vicious goblin warrior savagely tears at you with his claws. And is slain. 13 XP. You step over the course of your slain foe and prepare to engage the second Nanowark warrior. Savagely tears at you with his claws, deals a savage blow for 10 damage, and is slain. Ah, uh, the second 13 XP. The second of the goblins collapses into a bloated heap at your feet, leaving you to face yet another savage creature. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot the scout landing a final decisive blow on the goblin with whom he's engaged. Alright. So he, he gets some of them. Not a one-to-one ratio, because he's just a regular scout. He's not like 
Ooh, yellow something. Begin combat. So she tears at you with his claws and is slain. 13 XP. You step over the bloody remains of the slain goblin and resume a defensive stance, preparing to engage the next of next of the wicked creatures. To your surprise, the rain, remaining goblins turn and flee, dashing wildly into the forest at the edge of the hill and disappearing from view. The wounded scout, who miraculously put down three goblins himself, commends you on a well-fought battle and thanks you for saving his life. The young scout, who identifies himself as Orthil, thanks you repeatedly for saving his life and tells you he hopes to one day be able to repay the favour. You offer to travel back to the keep, but he politely refuses, saying he'll be alright. She does not wish to needlessly delay your exploration. You needn't worry, he says, for I plan making all possible haste back to the hold. I will make my report, with any luck, return here with a larger force to deal with these encroaching goblins. Thank you again, friend. You bid him farewell and watch as he sets off to the south on a lengthy trek back to Sarnguard Keep. When he is gone, you once again resume your exploration of the hills. Well, let's hope he gets back. And that's also, I also get 16 XP to general for finishing that little encounter. While, while exploring the jagged hills, you're caught off guard by the sudden and startling appearance of a massive carnage crawler. The hideous giant insect charges out of, out of the brush to your right, circular jaw stretched wide in anticipation of making a quick and easy meal out of you. Hold your ground and face the massive carnage crawler. The stench of decay assails you as the cavernous, fangwidge mouth of the hideous carnage crawler shoots forward. You dodge the creature's initial attack and quickly counter it, hoping you will be able to survive what promises to be a fierce battle against a ravenous and merciless foe. It's a massive carnage crawler that's to stab it to pieces. Snap. The carnage crawler snaps with his powerful jaws at you. Now it keeps snapping, and I keep stabbing. Keep going. Savage bite of the enemy tears into your flesh for 10 damage. Keep going, and it is slain. 73 XP. Your final blow splits open the head of the hideous insect. A thick stream of pungent grey ooze spills out of the widening gash to form a wide pool beneath the creature's quivering carcass. Unable to tolerate the sight and stench of the slain beast, you're about to turn away and resume your exploration of the hills when you catch sight of something sticking out of the expanding puddle of ooze. You reach down and retrieve an intricately engraved stone circlet from the midst of the ooze. The curious item bears several engravings of ravens in fight. Mm, probably links to those etched stones then. Believing this object could be of some unexpected importance, you decide to keep it. I assume it just ate the guy who was wearing the crown? Wearing the circlet? Or something like that? Engravestone circlet view. This intricately engraved stone circuit, which you discovered was the remains of a massive carnage crawler, you defeated in the jagged hills on Sargard Isle, bears numerous carvings depicting ravens in flight, and I am going to wash it a lot before I even consider putting it on. <laughs>
at last. It, fortunately, it's a missed item. So apparently you're not even considering putting it on your head because it's filled with... It's, it's absolutely covered in, in bug guts. At last, the circlet now safely in your possession. You turn away from the putrid remains of the massive carnage crawler and once again set off through the hills. Okay, keep exploring. Just four waking the nanowark. Quick combat, slain for five XP. Alright, pause until something turns up. Just found a new place, the Lake Island. While exploring the hills, you discover a rather sizeable lake nestled between the two slowing, towering slopes of rocky, two towering ranges of rocky slopes, far across the mirror-like surface. Surface of the placid lake, you make out the shape of a small island. The island is very near to the middle of the lake, making it far too far to swim to. If you're scrolling both woodmanship and seamanship, you pay better to build a raft you can use to reach Zard, and I shall, I shall. Determined to get to the distant island, you set about attempting to build build a raft. 128 experience to woodmanship, 128 experience to seamanship. And that's actually one of the few times you get experience to seamanship. You know, outside of all skills and powers, of course. With little difficulty, and a remarkably short period of time, you manage to build a sturdy raft and fashion a workable paddle out of the bounty of the nearby forest. Take your newly constructed raft to the island, because that's why we made it. You carefully manoeuvre the raft out of the placid lake and manoeuvre the sturdy craft towards the distant island. After no small effort, and with the dull ache sitting upon your shoulders, you arrive safely on the island. You're standing on a small island in the middle of a lake that's been nestled between two towering ranges of steep, rocky hills. The ruins of the ancient structure lie, st lie scattered about the island. In, in the centre of which rests a large dome-shaped slab of white stone, measuring nearly ten feet across. Strange symbols are engraved around the edge of the dome-shaped slab. You are certainly struck by the similarity between the engraved symbols and those you noted on the leather-bound journal you acquired in the Inn in Mugsport. You quickly <coughs> draw out the journal and a shot should discover the individual symbols are identical. In the centre of the slab are a series of seven circular impressions. You curiously note that the circular impressions of the slab are identical to the small platinum coin you're carrying. You carefully fit your coin into one of the impressions, but nothing appears to happen. Guess I've got to get all, got to get seven of them. A quick search of the remainder of the small island turns up signs of recent activity, making you wonder who or what has taken interest in this remote spot. Before concluding your church, Search, you board your raft and make your way back to the shore. Alright, I go back to the island. Yeah, yeah, nothing more can happen in the island. Back to exploring the hills. And now, pausing once. After a lot of exploring, here's something new. 
While making your way through a thickly forested region of the hills, you encounter a black hawk. A broad-winged bird lands upon a sturdy limb of a nearby tree and turns its piercing gaze upon you. You are but certain this majestic creature is studying you with great interest. Suddenly, the hawk spreads its wings and lifts off into the air, soaring upwards above the top of the trees as it circles slowly to the east. You overcome with the inexplicable notion to follow the departing hawk. Well, well, if it's an inexplicable notion, obviously I'm going to listen. Attempt to follow the hawk. For several minutes, you struggle to keep pace with the circling hawk. It's a move slowly towards eastern, eastern north. At last, with the majestic broad-winged bird disappearing into the distance, you give up your pursuit and prepare to resume your exploration of the hills. Okay. Okay, that didn't work that time. Going to keep going. Just found a new place I can go back to. The etched stone ditch disc. In a tangled section of forest, near the southern edge of the jagged hills, you come upon a curious find, lying on the forest floor. At the top of its perch, upon a nearby cracked pedestal, is a broad stone disc. Several etchings of hawks in flight cover the surface of the disc. As you stare down at the flat, almost perfectly round slab of stone, your pulse begins to waste. There, the grimy, time-worn surface of the disc, a ghastly vision is taking form. Unable to avert your eyes from the image that's coming into focus, you watch as the face of a young and beautiful woman appears. The woman in the vision smiles briefly and slowly opens her mouth, as if to speak, before the image swiftly fades. You make a quick search of the area around the disc, but discover nothing of any interest. Satisfied that you haven't overlooked anything, you prepare to once again set off on your way. I can go back to the stone edge disc. Do do the does the etched stone tablet do anything? No. Okay. What about one of those small edge stones? Use. No. Okay. Back back to more exploring. Just a black horn beetle, just do as a regular foe for 2xp. And I'll leave you for a bit. I've just found that hawk again. Gonna attempt to follow it once more. For nearly for nearly half an hour you struggle to keep pace with the circling hawk. So move slowly to the east and north. The majestic broad winged bird eventually soars up out of sight towards the summit of a steep rocky slope. You stand at the base of a steep rocky slope that is crowned with several spires of stone and stretch out into the sky, above even the tallest of the surrounding peaks. Several thin trails of smoke rise up from the summit of the towering hill. Alright, there's someone there. Climb the narrow track that ascends the hill. Following a long and strenuous climb of the narrow track that skirts the edge of the hill, you find yourself standing on its broad, flat, rocky summit, in the middle of a small wing of trees, not far from the northern side of the hilltop, stands a weathered high tent. Several piles of burning wood, 
scattered across the top of the hill, sent thin columns of smoke trailing into the air. He'd been stood in the tent for only a few seconds, when its full, worn flap had suddenly thrown back, and a tall, slender woman, clad in a combination of green cloth and fur, steps out. The woman, whose delicate and youthful confidence seems at odd with the workingness of her chosen abode, bows deeply. Your pulse quickens when you realise this is the woman whose face appeared to you on the surface of the stone disc. At last you've arrived, she says, leaning much of her weight against the guard wooden staff that stabs, that, stab, that stabs into the ground at her feet. It is fate that brought you to this isle, and unto these hills, indeed the doorstep of my dwelling, Sir Crokington. The mention of your real name by this woman alarms you. Before you can ask her how she came to know it, you can know it, however, she again speaks, answering the question before you can even attempt to voice it. I've been called the Sorceress of the Hills, and even the Sorceress of Sangar, she says, as you find yourself captivated by a soothing gaze. Neither of those names suits me. And I need no of none that does. I suppose I might just be a sorceress after all. But such things are of little consequence. What matters is that the events I have long known would unfold have been set into motion, and even now have begun to spin towards their conclusion. She finished speaking as a pair of shadows fall over you, and you instinctively turn your eyes skyward. Two large hawks, their black-tipped wings spread out wide against the deep blue sky, soar in and land on a woman's shoulders. The majestic birds focus their fierce eyes upon you as they come to regard your presence on the hilltop as, as if they regard their, your presence on the hilltop as an intrusion. You've come to be seeking answers, she says, and I will help as best I can. You found me not no moment too soon, Sir Grogerton, for you and your allies are in great danger, a danger that grows with each passing day. You ask the sorceress who it is she refers to as she speaks of your allies, and what source of peril, what's the source of the peril that threatens you? Do not look to know more than you can yet hope to, she says, her tone and demeanour softening. You will know your true friends in your hour of need. And you've certainly already guessed at the source of the danger of which I speak. Your judgment is the star to be praised, but sound thinking alone will not keep you out of the jaws of your enemies. You boldly ask the sorceress if she connected with the etched stones you discovered on the island. She smiles and nods. There is a great secret hidden on this isle, she says, as the hawks perched on her shoulders suddenly takes the air before quickly alighting on her shoulders again. It is a secret that was hidden here long before man. men took any interest in the treasures to be found in the depths of Sangard. You ask the sorceress if the secret is in any way related to the fragments of Ravenbone you discovered. On your explorations of the isle, she slowly shakes her head. 
She tells you that while Waverbone is connected to it, it is only incidental to the core of the secret that has long rested in obscurity on the treacherous shores of the isle. You're on a path that is destined to collide with the very heart of this secret, she says, her voice suddenly adopting a grave tone. You will face peril far greater than that which you thus are confronted. Far greater than perhaps any you have you have known before this matter was put to rest, and all is set right. Before you can ask her several questions that linger on the tip of your tongue, the sorceress hands you a small platinum coin. That's another one, just like the one I got out of that. Just like that one I found after after defeating that dragon-smushing troll. You cautiously note the coin is identical to the one you already possess. There are six others like it, she says, answering your next question before you even have the chance to pose it. Return to me when you possess all seven, and I will provide you with all you with what you will then need. Only when you hold all seven of the coins will you stand at the threshold of the great secret and under the shadow of very real and intimate peril. You ask the sorceress who she is and how she came to know about the purported secret of which she has spoken. Do you not recognise me? she says smiling. Or am I so different? No, I would not expect you to know my voice, my face, or remember my voice. It was another time and place. Chapter now closed forever. What? Um, I... Well, okay. I know what he's referring to. Because I've played before. But, if I only remember the things that have already happened, it doesn't make Correct. Another time and place. What, a Paolo universe or something? You ask the sorceress about the significance of the etched stones you discovered, holding out one of them for her to look at. She glances at the stone for a moment, and then nods, bringing her eyes up to a questioning gaze. They shall serve their purpose soon enough, she says her sinky voice adopting a reassuring tone. At the end of the days that lie ahead, their use will be made known, and you will be, you will be thankful to have dutifully kept all that have and will come into your possession. Without warning, the sorceress pauses and leans, leans heavily on her gal staff, as if overcome by weariness. You at that moment, struck by the notion, she suddenly seems alone and vulnerable in this wild, hospitable, inhospitable corner region of the island. You ask her why she hasn't sought refuge in the human-controlled area, and you tell her you'd be glad to lead her back to the keep. You are kind, she says weakly, but you must remember that nothing on the shores is what it seems. I'm in no danger here. That does not mean that peril just surround us. All will be made plain to you, Sir Grogerton. You are closer to the heart of the matters before you than you could ever realise. 
You're about to speak again. And the sorceress holds up her hand and tells you she is tired. I'm afraid I need just a bit more rest, she says, casting her eyes skyward before turning and stepping back towards the tent. You must return here when you have all seven coins, and you must not delay. The sorceress bids you farewell and retreats to her tent, leaving you alone on the top of the hill. You take one last look around at the rugged, unforgiving environment in which she has made her home before beginning your descent along the narrow, winding track that will take you back to the base of the towering peak. When you reach the foot of the hill, you glance back at the summit, far, up, far above. There, in sharp contrast with the pale blue sky, are the dark silhouettes of the two circling, broad-winged hawks. So taking a moment to rest your legs, you once again set off on your exploration of the jagged hills. All right. And I'll be back when something when something else turns up. Alright. Time to report back to Midinor in in the Sandguard Keep. Explore move about the keep. The West Camp Midinor's tent. Same point known to everyone else on the island as Midinor. He's actually in command of a large large force of mercenaries have already scored considerable success against the Nanowak nor the Outer Markers. I wonder if that scout I'm, I rescued was one of his. Because, I mean, he seems to be the only person that's re- whose forces are really just going out and just doing things. The rest of them are just kind of building the keep and patrolling along the market, which is important, yes, but you gotta gotta be aggressive. Thane welcomes to your tent immediately asks if you have anything to report. You describe to the Thane your strange encounter with the man in the stone hut, and your discovery of the sorceress in a hilltop abode. He seems particularly interested in both accounts and asks you to relate them to him in full detail. When you finish your exhaustive tale, he nods and tells you he has recently learned of something else that is to be found in the jagged hills. There is a bog touched away somewhere in the vastness of that wild place, he says, as he paces back and forth along the tent. For what little I know, there is an island in the heart of the mire, where stood some ancient building. I believe that in those very ruins lie an important clue. One central to our ability to unravel these events that cloud, cloud around us, without being asked. You, you tell the Thane you will seek out the wounds in the bog, and return, port back to him on what you find there. I know of no better ally than you, regular dude, he says, smirking as he uses your assumed name. And, I dare say, no better friend. My prayers, as always go with you. Thane Pollen tells you that you must make haste, for he has recently found himself privy to a disturbing rumour. A rumour that could prove harmful to the efforts he and his agents, yourself included, have taken undertaken on the isle. He promised him that you will search the jagged hills for the bog, and then explore the mire and find the wounds he has mentioned. As you turn to step out of his tent, 
13 steps forward and initiates a shoulder cross. Take care of yourself, my friend, and be ever on your guard, he says, adopting a gravely serious tone. The enemy is rapping at the gates. We need not carelessly let them in. You bid Thane Pon farewell and step out of the tents. To search for the bulk that Thane made mention of, you will need to explore the jagged hills. Okay, but that will be in the next episode where we will look for the bog and the ruins within and presumably explore the ruins and find some devastating secret. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.